1: everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Brooke Lusk.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
1: What is going on? Welcome. Where are you in the world today?
0: I am home right now for Thanksgiving. I am home in Sacramento. So, yeah, not in Los Angeles right now.
1: But you have the lovely Christmas tree behind you, so...
0: I had to, my mom is so obsessed with Christmas like me. So she decorates before Thanksgiving, which some people are like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, yes, you can.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were purposely sitting in front of a Christmas tree just to celebrate 12 dates of Christmas. It is here. Oh. It has arrived. It has dropped HBO Max. Yes.
0: It's your TV. I didn't do this
1: on purpose. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. Well, I mean, listen, it's your TV debut. So how exciting is that?
0: It's really, really exciting. Um, I have gone through a roller coaster of nerves to excitement to anxiousness. Like it has been all over the spectrum, but it is here tomorrow, less than 24 hours. And I am, I'm, I'm settled on excited. I'm so excited.
1: Excited is good. So, why don't you share the top line, you know, plot for all of, for everyone who doesn't know what this show is about? Tell us what this show is about.
0: So it's based on three leads. And this season we have a lesbian lead, a gay lead, and a straight male lead. And they each have their own pods of love interests. And they go through eight love interests each throughout the 12 dates of Christmas. And they are looking for someone to bring home for Christmas. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, the last thing that I need in my life, Brooke, is another reality TV obsession. So I thought that I would, you know, skim the first episode, skim the fourth episode, get like a general idea of who you were right.
0: just to prepare right. for
1: this chat because I'm a professional, but complete obsession. There are nine episodes. I watched them all back to back and could not stop watching. The show is so good. So good.
0: That makes me so happy to hear. I'm so happy you love it. <laughs>
1: I mean, listen, it's about finding love and finding someone to bring home for Christmas. So who wouldn't want to watch that? Right. Right. Were you a fan of reality TV before this came along to you?
0: I am not an obsessive fan, but I, especially over the pandemic, I binged Too Hot to Handle. Um, I'm recent. I right now I'm watching FBoy Island on HBO Max. I'm about Three fourths of the way done there. And that show has me shook. So that got me excited to watch my own shows. I'm like, this is gold. I love this stuff.
1: (laughs) It's really addictive, right?
0: Yeah, it's so good. You get so invested so quickly.
1: (laughs) You don't think, I mean, that's the thing. I was like, I I don't want to get invested in this show. I mean, 12 dates, what? what? I, I don't need another show. It's like it sucks you in. It is so good. Well, you were an entertainment journalist before this, then like you made the switch to acting. Like, did you have any reservations in, you know, doing quote unquote reality TV?
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I wasn't sure how authentic it would be, um, but it was something where I was like, you know, what, I'm going to give it a chance. And I was definitely judgmental about it and had my, my views about it. Um, because you have stuff like Jersey Shore where you're like, oh my God, this is crazy, but yeah, I'm so glad I did it now because during filming and post-filming, I was like, this is authentic. We are, I would say all of us, I know I was 100% invested in what was going on in that house. Um, yeah, I have a huge respect for reality TV.
1: Were you, was it what you expected? Like when you got there and there were cameras, like did it take a minute to get used to or was this whole experience just totally different than what you expected?
0: Um, it was definitely, there were unexpected parts. I don't think the cameras really shook me up because I, I work in film. So I was actually, I think one of the luckier ones because I know a lot of the people that were going on dates and you have you know cameras in your face. It's hard to kind of like be comfortable and make out with someone, but I was like, "Oh, I'm around these guys all the time. Make out with me, kind of thing." Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, the thing with unscripted TV, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, if you're on a feature film, you have a script in front of you. You know what's going to happen for that day. But unscripted TV, I day to day, I had no idea what we were doing.
1: Were you aware because you kind of came in, you know, like later in the season after it already started, you know, like you said, because there was like a gay male lead, there was a lesbian lead and there was a straight man, you know, it it's a brilliant concept because now you have a dating pool that's like actually attracted to each other. Were you aware because you kind of came in, you know, that like JP and Tom were kind of a thing that like Hina had some experiences other than the lead that they were there for?
0: No, I came in blind, blind and deaf. I didn't know what drama was happening on the show. I didn't know who anybody looked like. I didn't know if the girls in my pod were going to hate me. Like that was my biggest fear was going in and having my pod kind of like a cat fight, which did not happen. And I'm, I love those girls to death. Um, but as, the second I got in the house, I was filled in with all the tea. It was great.
1: <laughs> well, what about because you said like it was really authentic, like why did you do the show? Like, how was it pitched? Like you really were there, you know, to find love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was, I went in with an open mind and an open heart and my, I think my, I didn't go in with any expectations. It was kind of like, I can go in here and potentially meet someone I'm going to fall for, or I'm going to go in and have a good time. And I just wanted to be sure I didn't go in with any walls up because that's how I am in the real world. When I date, I definitely have walls. I definitely have trust issues. Um, And if you watch the show, I, I talked about my ex quite a bit, so I don't know if they will show that, but um, I just, I had a chat with myself before I went in and I was like, we're not going to bring this to this experience. We're going to go in with an open mind and an open heart. And I did.
1: You definitely did like how, you know, it was real. I mean, as a viewer, you felt it like were you shocked? I mean, and how quickly did you fall for Danny? Because it seemed pretty quick. And I mean, it seemed like you fell pretty hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was seven out of eight girls to show up in Danny's spot. I was second to last. So I did not have much time with him. I fell the quickest I've ever fallen before. Granted circumstances, you're around each other 24 seven. So you do have that time, even though Nikki had more time than me, I did go in with my walls down. And like I said, there was nothing up. I think a part of me, and when you watch the show, I, I probably battled with how quickly I was falling. And that's a scary feeling for anybody. So you'll see that there was a bit of an internal battle, but towards the end, I was just like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just fall. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? You can fall flat on your face or the person you fall for will catch you.
1: So you think that you let yourself go more in a way because like it was on TV and like you were like, let's just try something different, so to speak.
0: Right. It was just, I I feel like it was an opportunity of a lifetime. Like when can you ever be that free with your emotions? You really don't get to be like that in the real world. Someone might think you're crazy or clingy, you know, but we were all there for the same thing. So, yeah.
1: Well, you certainly didn't seem clingy when you compare yourself to say (laughs) Nikki not to be shady, but that's how it comes across. I mean, could you tell, like, did you know what was going on with Nikki? And I mean, like you were there and like, I know there were, you guys had some interactions. Could you tell that Nikki was, I mean, all into the extent that she really was?
0: Um, Towards the very end. Yes. Especially when Nikki, Danny and I go on our triple date. Um, I knew she was invested more so than me, but I don't think I took it as clingy. I think I took it as she has had more time with Danny than I have had. And, you know, I know that I found out they had an overnight date and like, I didn't know what went on there. So she could also say things to Danny on our triple date that I couldn't really say. And I think that was just the time barrier for me. And I always wanted to be honest with Danny 100%. But no, I mean, I didn't know the extent of, you know, Nikki's maybe bitterness toward my alone time with Danny. Um because I I honestly didn't feel that way towards her. I just thought all is fair in love and war and all is fair on reality TV, you know, like she's gonna have alone time with him. She's gonna go in his room. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, she's gonna go in his room a few times, I suppose. Well listen, props (laughs) to you. You have moves. You cooked an Italian dinner, like you you had some moves there. Yeah. Well, talk to me about the ultimate (laughs) move of like slipping a letter into, and listen, if I ever want to get back my man and I'm about to lose a man, I'm going to slip a letter (laughs) into a piece of luggage. That's a really, where did that come from? Was that like a back and forth in your mind? Or you just said, like, how'd you decide to do that? I
0: am actually, I feel like I'm an old soul. So like, I love to write letters um, with one of my exes, I he would leave early for work, and I would leave like letters on his bed. So that's something that's just like a me thing. I love I also feel like I can express myself better when I write things down. Because when you're like saying something face to face, you get nervous and you forget. So I also just think the romantic gesture of a love letter is exactly that a romantic gesture. Um, So yeah, that was just something that I was like, I have things left unsaid that he needs to hear whether he wants to respond to me or not, but he deserves to know this.
1: Well, and then you made an appearance in New York city. (laughs) I
0: I did. Yes.
1: (laughs) You did. I mean, the show is listen. I mean, it's great how it progressed and how, again, spoiler alerts, how, you know, one person ended up alone and chose themselves. I thought that was great, but this whole thing with Danny really kind of became the central tension of the show of, is it Brooke or is it Nikki? Yeah. I mean, when you were in it and you came to New York and put yourself out there, which props to that, cause that's a baller move, you know, like, I mean, were you shocked when he just told you that he was going to choose Nikki? Cause. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. And no. I mean, I was, I was definitely shook to my core on elimination night in South Lake Tahoe. I I totally thought it was going to be me. Um, I don't know if they showed this, but there was one point at elimination. Like I had such like a calm feeling in me because I felt like that connection with Danny and I was was there. And I winked at him at the elimination night. Like it was kind of like I winked at him because I could see the internal struggle in that guy's face. And I winked at him to be like, you're good, you know, but I really thought it was me. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no, the shock at the end in New York. Um, and maybe the, the (laughs) fact that I'm not shocked is now because I just have clarity and like hindsight, but yeah, I'm sure I was, I was definitely shocked in the moment.
1: So you haven't like sat there and watched it all yet. I mean, I'm I'm sure you will tomorrow, but
0: (laughs) yeah. Well, I
1: can tell you, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much for you. You you were there and you were in it. Right. I mean, the way it is edited, you know, not that it's a fake edit, but the way it's edited, it definitely seemed like it was real between the two of you more so even than Nikki.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I did, obviously I wasn't there for the moments with Nikki, so I don't know what they had or I I was closed off in the house so like when they had their alone time that's what it was they had alone time and I'm sure Nikki didn't know how it was with us so interesting in the edit you know how that's portrayed because I know they're still together and word is they're happy and I'm happy for them but yeah it was real for me
1: wow so they are definitely still together
0: uh last time I heard which I think was like end of September so yeah interesting
1: Right. And I can also tell you, I imagine that your DMS are going to be flooded after this comes out, because it's not just that we, the audience felt it was more real between you and Daddy. I think everyone's going to be on your side of wanting it to be you. Just, you got a good edit, which I imagine was true to the form of what was going on. And like, it just really wasn't, it just was obvious that you were going to be chosen. So it really is this shocking, like ending. And I think people are gonna be like very team Brooke when this all plays out.
0: Wow, Uh, yeah, like you you said, I haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, uh, I'm not really shocked that that's the edit, because like you said, it's it's true, that's how it was. Um, Yeah, now you're like sending me back to the moment right now. I'm like, yeah, I was really shocked that it wasn't me the second time around.
1: But I guess at that point, it's kind of like you have nothing to lose, right? Like you were already eliminated and you kind of came back. Or was it harder the second time after coming to New York? And
0: God, I remember both those moments being so difficult. The first elimination, Danny coming out to me after that first elimination. I was actually quite pissed that he came out to me um, after eliminating me. Because my first thought when he, you know, it's like practically blizzarding on me and I'm crying into the camera just so upset um when I saw him it was like a fairy tale romance like oh my god he changed his mind like he came out here to get me and for him to just be like do you hate me I was like well I do now you know (laughs) why are you saying goodbye to me twice this isn't fair uh that was I think that moment the second goodbye after the first elimination was what kind of ripped my heart out the most um I think the goodbye in New York it was tough but I don't think it was the worst thing because I had already been through it yeah and like you said nothing to lose
1: and that's how it plays out when he comes out to get you you really do feel that it's a change of heart and this is going to go in a whole different direction and it's kind of like if you're that in love I mean if you're you chose the right person you don't really run after somebody else that's.
0: Thank you. That's right. What I, mean, I think too. that's where yeah. my
1: mind goes. Like if it's that clear, as hard a decision as it may be, you don't run after somebody. It's kind of disrespectful to the person that you actually have now chosen. I mean, that's. What yeah. I,
0: I would have been pissed if I was Nikki. Yeah.
1: Am I bringing just, am I bringing you back to all of this? And you're yes. like, oh God, David, why am I reliving <laughs> these moments with you?
0: Can you see it in my face? I'm like, it's flashing through my head right now.
1: <laughs> well, this is because I literally just binged it in the past 24 hours. Oh my gosh. I mean, are you, where are you? Like, are you, cause like you said, like it was real and you felt it. Like, are you other than me bringing you back to these emotional moments? Like, are you over it in the stages of moving on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am over it. Um, I, I've been over it. I think once like summertime hit, I was moving on and I was dating again. I. Definitely took a couple months. I Post-filming, I came home and tears were still flowing. I was still on an emotional roller coaster. Um, yeah, it was tough a couple months after. But no, I'm good. I'm in a good place. I'm busy with work. And
1: Do you have any yeah. contact now with Danny, Nikki? Now,
0: I don't talk to Danny or Nikki. Um, it was... It, it 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 was hard for me after the show, a couple of us, like we in a group chat for a short amount of time. And I left the group chat because Dan and Nikki were in there and they were kind of sending photos. And I was like, I don't want to see this. Uh, so I think it would be a bit weird if I was still chatting with either of them. I mean, you know, I think being besties with the girl that you were going for the same man, it would be a bit odd, but, um, no hard feelings in that sense. I just think it would be weird. But I talk to other people from the cast all the time.
1: Who do you keep in touch with?
0: I keep in touch with Martin. I keep in touch with Alex, Penny, uh, Remy, Ari, Hina. Quite a few, actually.
1: <laughs> are are is Penny still dating his man?
0: I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, they ended up together on the show, so
0: <laughs> okay.
1: What, okay, so what do you want people to take away? You know, like as they watch, like what do you want them to take away from you? Like as they get to know you throughout this, this these nine episodes?
0: I want them to take away what my intentions were going into this. And like I said before, me being 100% authentic and open-minded and open-hearted, good intentions, you know, Um, the fact that I went in there with my walls down because that was the scariest part for me. And I'm so proud of myself that I actually did that because that's something that I struggle with every day in the real world. So the fact that I just put myself out there and was vulnerable, I want people to take that away. And, you know, I've brought that into my love life and my dating life after the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like in a way, this show has changed you in that respect.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's I just want, yeah, the next person I end up with, I want them to be as vulnerable with me as I'm willing to be with them. And you know, sometimes we get hurt, but we learn from it.
1: So that's gotta be a great byproduct of doing this.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, what is what what is going on in your current dating life now? (laughs) Now that you've learned all of this after being on a reality TV show.
0: I'm
1: in such a good mood because I just got my new rain jacket t-shirts and sweaters in the mail from Tentry. Not only are these products fashion forward, but they're earth friendly. Tentry sells lots of different products, including clothing, underwear, outerwear, activewear, and more. What I love is that not only are these fashion-forward, like I said, but everything they make is manufactured ethically and from materials that are either sustainably sourced or recycled. Besides being sustainable, Tentry clothing is so soft and so comfortable, I'm already wearing these T-shirts, like, all day and all night. Listen... For every item purchased from Tentree, they plant 10 trees, and this helps take carbon out of the air, replenish ecosystems, and it gives jobs to tree planters and communities around the world. To learn more about Tentree's planting mission and to grab some comfy, sustainable clothing, check out their website, www.tentree.com. And from listening to this podcast, You can use the code VELVET to get 10% off your first order. That's Tentree.com, T-E-N-T-R-E-E.com. Use the code VELVET and you'll get 15% off your first order. "'Tis the most wonderful time of the year, but you know what? Your mouth gives a lot of action this time of year. It's talking to all of those relatives, all that food and drink that you're putting in it, karaoke parties, or perhaps a mistletoe makeout. Listen, give your mouth a gift of better oral care with Quip. This is why I love it. It's lightweight. It has a sleek design. There's no wires or bulky charger. It also has reusable handles and a range of sleek metal hues, or as I prefer bright plastic colors, Quip has so many stocking stuffers as well. Refillable mouthwash, refillable gum, floss. If you go to getquip.com/velvet right now, on top of their holiday savings, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free and up to forty percent off bundles at getquip.com/velvet. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash velvet, Quip, the good habits company. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, I'll leave this thing to someone else. But if you're running an online store, you do know that it also can be the craziest time of the year. I was going through this with the behind the velvet rope merchandise. I had all that to manage. I had so many orders to fill, and I had a growing list of stressed out listeners checking in twice a day, wondering where everything was. Well, I found Ship Station. The hassle of shipping out holiday orders and all of this merch has just melted away. Listen, if you 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 sell anything online, I don't need to tell you that shipping can be super frustrating. There are so many carriers and a ton of factors that go into figuring out the best rate for each order. What I love about ShipStation also is you can easily import orders from every sales channel, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website. Also, ShipStation works with all major carriers, international and local, including FedEx, USPS and UPS. Make this holiday season a little brighter with ShipStation. Use my offer code VELVET to get a 60-day free trial. Just enough time to handle the holiday rush. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter code VELVET. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Have you ever been excited by that big sign free trial? You sign up and you don't even realize it's a subscription that renews without your consent. My life has changed since I discovered Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel. Have you ever actually realized you were paying for a subscription and then tried to cancel it, you have to scroll around that website so many times, click so many buttons. Truebill makes it so simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com velvetrope Go right now. Truebill.com velvetrope Velvet It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash velvet rope. Well, I know what you guys were doing in the early 2000s. It's the same thing I was doing. Millions of households across the world turned into watch contestants battle for the last rose or to be the final survivor on an island. Reality TV at this time was beginning to dominate the airwaves and. Every show needed to be bigger, flashier, and more scandalous than the last. But in the case of one infamous dating show, the real drama was happening off screen. The reality TV series, There's Something About Miriam, seemed like a pretty standard dating competition. Six young men vied for the affection of Miriam Rivera, a beautiful model from Mexico. But when Miriam revealed that she was a trans woman during the show's finale, the on screen drama sparked an international uproar about gender sexuality, and whether reality television had gone too far. Wondery's new podcast miniseries, Harsh Reality, the story of Miriam Rivera, reveals what happened behind the scenes on how a multi-million dollar lawsuit and media fallout changed reality TV forever. Follow Harsh Reality, the story of Miriam Rivera, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.
0: Um, I dated a little bit over the summer, uh, nothing serious, just some casual dating. Uh, nothing has really, I mean, it's pretty dry out here. (laughs) I haven't, I'm not a fan of the dating apps or anything, so I don't go on those. I like to meet people organically. Um, yeah, nothing's happening right now. I'm the fun single aunt that will be drunk tomorrow on Thanksgiving. (laughs)
1: well i i too am the fun single aunt that will be drunk tomorrow on thanksgiving as well i love it (laughs) but you know after this comes out and i do think there's going to be this public outcry when danny chooses nikki you know your dms might start filling up from gentleman suitors
0: right right (laughs) i mean we'll see
1: (laughs) you might have dating options very soon (laughs) Well, I know before this, like I said, like you were an entertainment journalist and you did like a lot of red carpet interviews. Like, did you, were you like on the red carpet? Like, were you interviewing like a lot of celebs? Like, was that your main job or Like, did you interview a lot of people to the extent like I do? And
0: yeah, I mean, I did it from the age 12 to 19 and I would go to Los, I was living in Sacramento. I would travel to LA, Chicago, New York, I have interviewed on the red carpet and done press junkets at like hotels and stuff for movies um, for seven years. So yeah, I've done quite a few celebrity interviews.
1: Who was like one of your favorite celebrity interviews?
0: I think my favorite one was my first one ever. I was 12 years old and I met the legendary icon, Julie Andrews. Um, And she was just an angel and so sweet to me. And I also interviewed Mike Myers when I was 12 for that same movie. It was Shrek the third and Mike Myers was incredible. Um, I have a few favorites, but I would say those are my top two. How, okay. So how
1: do you start at 12? I mean, I'm just, how do you start doing this at 12 years old? Like, I understand the want at 12 years old to do this, but how does that happen? And how do you end up standing on the carpet with a microphone at 12?
0: <laughs> um, I fell into this. I I was a tomboy soccer chick my whole life. and randomly my grandparents are watching the local news station uh and they were holding a contest for kids 12 and under to go to la and interview the stars of shrek the third and i won the contest and i went and interviewed the stars of shrek the third the whole like the main cast and when i came back the entertainment journalist who went with me and my mom just loved me and he was like you did such a good job i would love for you to be like my junior reporter And he would send me to do kids movies all the time because I mean, there's press junkets every weekend. So he would do like the adult movies and I would go do kids movies. So random, like twist of fate. I thought I was going to go like get a scholarship in college for soccer. And like, that was going to be my life. And all of a sudden I just got bit by the industry bug and I fell in love with film.
1: Wow. Have you ever had a like celebrity where they just, it just wasn't your day. You guys just didn't jive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, I'll name drop. Bella Thorne was not the nicest to me. I tried. She could have been having an off day. I don't know. We were both around the same age. I think I was 19 when I interviewed her. Um, and he's not an actor, but the producer Jerry Bruckheimer just did not. I, don't, I just don't think he wanted to be in that room because I would try and ask him a question and they get asked the same question over and over and over again. Yeah. And he would just cut me off, answer it. I had like seven minutes with him and I think I used two because I was just like, I think I was 15 and I was just like, he's terrifying me. I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> That's a, I mean, yeah, sometimes it happens. It trusts me and you're just like, I've had the situations, I mean, rarely, but like where you just, every answer is one word and you're like, oh, this, is a, this is horrible sorry that people are going to have to listen to this, but this is going to be horrible. Right. That was probably a really good experience though to have like (laughs) early on, like Jerry Bruckheimer is huge. And just to kind of have that, you know, be cut off and it kind of probably set you up for success in the sense that you probably experienced, you know, like something awful in the beginning, so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now I know to never be that person for people interviewing me, because I know, I think it's way more, nerve wracking to be on your end asking the questions you know
1: and yeah. it's like it's a lot of preparation and yeah you have to answer the same questions over and over but I mean you've also been doing this for how many years like y- you know the drill,
0: right yeah I mean but- you're here I'm here to promote 12 dates and like I want to talk about it
1: <laughs> do you have like if you could interview anyone like if you were still doing that like do you get starstruck like have you ever met someone where you just get starstruck like through doing that or just living in LA
0: Oh, yeah who did I get starstruck with um uh I mean I for some reason Rihanna is popping into my head like I would love to talk to her just because she is such an entrepreneur and like killing it these days outside of music and just doing whatever she wants so just as like a powerful woman I would love to pick her brain um I mean Rihanna
1: is a pretty good one you yeah, know it's a pretty good place yeah. to start who else yeah
0: um, I interviewed Justin Bieber when I was 15 or 16, when he uh, came out with his movie, Never Say Never. And we were, we're the same age and he was huge then, like just, he's still big, but just everything you looked at was Justin Bieber. And I'm pretty sure I got tunnel vision in that interview. I was really nervous.
1: <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a good one to be nervous
0: over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What didn't you, you're not going to insult me. What didn't you like about, you know, being an interviewer and like being a journalist, like what made you want to switch to acting?
0: I I felt unfulfilled. Um, I would watch these movies in the theater, but the day before the press junkets. And I just remember watching and being like, I want to do that. I want to act or I want to make these movies. I want to write. And I've always loved to write since I was little. Um, I just felt like I was unfulfilled, basically. I loved working in the industry, but something was missing. And then when I made that switch when I was 19, I was like, this is it. I, w- I just want to be on the other side of it.
1: You don't miss the journalist side at all?
0: No. <laughs> I don't.
1: <laughs> Talk to me. I know you have a movie coming out December 10th. Yes. Talk to me about that.
0: It's American Sicario starring uh, Danny Trejo and I got to play um, Maurice Comte's girlfriend and he was the leader of the cartel. So you get to see me in a really nice gown in a really bougie house, making out with the cartel leader. Um, Yeah, lots of drug dealing and shootouts and all that. I'm really excited for that movie to come out.
1: That's fun. I, I, I watched the trailer. It looks great as well. Yeah. What about, would you do more reality TV after doing this? And would you do another dating show?
0: Yeah, I would. I had a great experience. I mean, I think back to that house. My God, it was so fun. Even, even with all the drama, even with all the exhaustion, because they would wake us up early. And then we would, you know, by the time we would have our Christmas parties or eliminations, we would all wind down and like go play pool and drink. And we wouldn't go to bed till super late. And every day we were just like, we're so tired, but it was such an amazing, amazing experience. I would do it again. It seemed fun in the house. It was. It was. I loved my roommates too. We always had a good time.
1: Why do you think, you know, like 5 million people watch The Bachelor every week, like still, why do you think like dating shows are so, like people just, dating reality shows people can't get enough of?
0: I think because we watch these people and we see ourselves and these people on TV, the people on TV, including myself now, um, are doing things, I we wish we could do, or we were wish we were brave enough to do. So I think when we find a favor on a show, they're doing something that we can relate to. It's like, oh, we see ourselves in this person. We just might not be brave enough to do it.
1: <laughs> and I think everyone wants love, right? I mean, you know, however you go about it, I think everyone wants that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Especially during Christmas time. That's all, all I do is watch Vanessa Hudgens and like the princess, um, the princess switch. Like that's all I watched during the holiday.
1: And like the Hallmark Christmas movies. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Can't get yeah. enough. What are you doing for Christmas as we head into the Christmas holiday? Any plans? Are you going to stay home with your family this whole time? Are you headed back to LA? What are your plans?
0: Um, I'm here for Thanksgiving with the family. I'll head back to LA for a little bit. Um, I, I will be back. I think my mom would have my head if I didn't come back <laughs> Christmas. I'm from a very big Italian family. So uh, yeah, just probably about 10 days here during Christmas and and New Year's.
1: You're close enough, right? You can go back. What what about, you know, as an actress, like who would you want to act against? Like if you could, if I, you were going to be cast in any movie, like who are some of your favorites that you would love to act next to?
0: Lately, Lady Gaga. She is Insanely talented. A Star Is Born, American Horror Story. I can't wait to see House of Gucci. House of Gucci was
1: unbelievable.
0: Oh, you literally unbelievable.
1: I I I went to a premiere here, and it's like was phenomenal.
0: I would love to act alongside of her, Uh, just to watch her and see how she prep like prepares. I'm just I'm in awe of that woman.
1: I think she's gonna win, and I really this. It was so good, House of Gucci. It was phenomenal. And I wouldn't I'm a, be surprised. <laughs> American Horror Story is what, what TV shows do you like, like along those lines? Like American Horror Story, like what are some of your favorite, like non reality? Do you watch a lot of non reality TV?
0: Oh, yes. I, I'm constantly on Netflix. I love horror. Um, I watch a lot of horror movies. I watch a lot of horror shows. I'm actually binging Sabrina the Teenage Witch right now, which I've never seen before. And I was like, oh my God. The first episode, you're like, okay, this is kind of like teenage. It is so dark. And Demonic, it's great. Uh, it's very So I'm, good. I'm on that right now. Yeah. Do you have
1: a favorite season of American Horror Story since you love horror so much?
0: Yeah, I love Coven. And I do love Hotel when Lady Gaga made her debut. On- that was the first season she was in, right? Yeah. Hotel. Yeah, she was a- great.
1: A lot of people love Coven. Coven was off for me. I love the first season or I thought this past season was the first half of this past season was phenomenal.
0: I thought Wow, I hated this past season. You did. I'm so sorry. I'm so thing. sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why. I I love the Provincetown. I thought it was so good. The Black Pill. Okay. I thought it was. I just thought it was really. But then the second half of the season, I then then I then it lost me. Yeah,
0: second half was. I don't.
1: Yeah. I hated. What was it, Roanoke? Was that the season where it was like a movie within? <sighs> a, I, that was just I. I was like, I don't understand one thing that's happening this entire season. I am so confused, and I can't even pay attention now.
0: Roanoke was hard to follow. Hard. It was like a reality TV show in a show. Yeah, that one was that one was weird. Um, but Murder, Tr- House, I, uh, is, Murder
1: House, Murder was House was good.
0: Yeah, yeah, Murder House was really good. Yeah, anything horror, I'm obsessed with.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite horror movie ever?
0: Uh, I really love the 1970s, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I, I, I can watch it over and over again. I, I love it.
1: Are people shocked to find that out about you? Like, you know, yeah, not to stereotype, yeah. but I wouldn't think that you were a huge horror fan.
0: <laughs> no, I, a lot of people are shocked about that, which I think is so funny that my entrance on 12 dates is with a chainsaw. Because when they told me that, I'm like, you guys know I'm actually a scream queen in real life. Like, all I do is watch horror movies. And they were like, what? And I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect for me. Uh, But yes, people are shocked because they're like, you're so cute and sweet. And I'm like, cover me in blood.
1: (laughs) Was that like the highlight of the whole thing was just walking over that chainsaw?
0: Yes. Yes. I loved it. I was like, this is the best way to crash a date. I was so scared to crash a date. And then they gave me a power tool and I was like, I'm not scared anymore.
1: <laughs> were they like just just get in there?
0: Yeah. They they the producers really hyped me up. They were, I was, I was sweating bullets. I was so freaking nervous. Um, but producers did a good job of like, yeah, just go in and ask her to go. And I remember Mandy being like, oh, you're gonna ask me straight away. And I was like, I thought you said she was gonna be simple and just be like, okay. So that threw me a curveball too.
1: Well, since you're still dating and you're out there and we've just seen you on 12 dates of Christmas, like, what are you looking for in someone?
0: Um, This is such a cliche thing to say, but loyalty is my number one. Like I've been cheated on twice. It's something that uh, is very triggering to me. So loyalty, trust, that is my number one. But I love me a big, tall, tattooed man. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
1: And that's so not Danny.
0: (laughs) It's so not Danny. I've never really had a type. I think my exes all look different, but I don't know. I've been at the gym lately and there are a lot of tall, big tattooed men, which maybe are are F boys. I don't
1: know. (laughs) You know what I think of when I hear tall and tattooed? I think of Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Okay. But I need, I need a little more muscle mass. Really? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are a power couple listen
1: I have nothing against a tall tattooed man I'm I'm all for it and there's nothing wrong with a little machine gun Kelly either no or Megan Fox for that matter right <laughs> what else do you have any other projects in the works I mean I know you have this movie coming out like what else is keeping you busy
0: um I I still script supervise um I'm trying to think I'm actually Things are a little slow for me during the holidays, which is okay. I really did want to focus on 12 dates and like how everything was going to pan out for this. Uh, I'm trying to think.
1: I mean, a, a, a major movie coming out on December 10th is nothing to sneeze at and a hit. Right. I think this is going to be a great hit. Anything else you want to leave us with that I didn't cover? i like to give people a chance at the end to bring up anything you want that I didn't cover. It really you're is so a great sweet. show. Like really everyone, I mean, I'm people need to watch the show. It's great.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I don't think so. I think you covered everything. And yeah, I'm I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm just
1: I'm the makeout
0: you, scenes. I'm so nervous.
1: <laughs> are you gonna sit there and watch the whole thing with your family? With your I mean, it's Thanksgiving in <laughs> your home. Like you might as isn't this you have a whole day tomorrow, right?
0: Right. I mean, I have my Italian grandparents here. So I'm like, if you guys want to see me macking on a boy, okay, we can put it on. But I'm having a mimosa or like five before we do.
1: (laughs) Do your parents like, like, do they know the full like trajectory of what happens on the show and how, I mean, they know you're not with Danny, I assume. And how you went to New York and all of this and it was real. Like, I'm sure they know all of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got to talk to them and be like, Hey, I'm going from South Lake Tahoe to New York. So they knew I wasn't like dead or anything. Um, and they've been very supportive. I actually came home from New York to Sacramento and they knew that obviously I got dumped for the second time and they were, they were there to support me through all of it, which was great. Um, so yeah, they, they know most of the things I've, I haven't spoiled everything. Cause I know they want to watch it, but they've been nothing but supportive.
1: It's going to be interesting to hear their reaction, but I'm telling you, heard it here first, expect people to slip into your DMs and tell you how unbelievably shocked they are at this ending and how it should have been you. And then I just think you're going to have a lot of gentlemen's suitors slipping into your DMs to say, Hey, if you're still single, you right. heard it here first. Those are my predictions. That's what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> where, where can everyone find you that wants to follow you after listening to this and watching this show?
0: You can find me on Instagram uh, at Brooke Lusk, my first and last name. And then I talk about horror stuff on TikTok and that's just Brooke Lusk and the number five afterwards. So
1: yeah. I'll have to check out your TikTok too. And you can come back anytime when your movie opens in the future. Feel free to come back at any time. I really appreciate you doing this. It was great to chat with you. And
0: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
1: Anytime. Everyone check out Brooke. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,